are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Ulysses, it is finally here. The 2020 MLB playoffs. Let's just hope we can get through it before uh, a COVID outbreak or something crazy happens. Again, we do have the Cardinals and the Marlins in this postseason, so you never know, right? I don't know if you can tell, but I'm extremely excited right now. Uh, (laughs) It's a a long time coming. I, I didn't think that... MLB would be able to to get through all of the COVID things, like you said, with the Marlins and the Cardinals, and then now to actually half the postseason. Uh, it's fantastic as a baseball fan. You hope that the numbers keep being as minuscule as they have mm-hmm. been in the last what three four weeks. So let's let's keep hoping for that. You know, I would have loved to have taken a poll before the season with other locked on host, locked on MLB host. Do you think? the MLB season will be completed entirely. I can I tell you bet. those results. I can tell you those results. Well under 50%, <laughs> right? It was a heavily negative, and I was one of those negative voices. I just uh, I didn't see it happening. And honestly, back then, it just seemed like a ridiculous endeavor um, to go through. And, you know, the, the negotiations soured a lot of people on this right. season. Uh, so I, I don't blame people for being negative now. Now that we're here, though, it's uh, it's go time, baby. And I think it's been go time since the first having baseball on the screen again and having their their team to follow, except, of course, if you follow on, on three or four different fan bases. But everybody else with expanded playoffs, I think everybody's uh, having a good time. It's pretty much been a playoff chase since July, if you want to look yeah. at it. Late July, early August, it's been like, all right, we are down to the wire for right now. Okay, of course, we will preview the Blue Jays Rays series, the important stuff, the real important stuff as far as this podcast is concerned. But we want to do some rapid fire playoff picks. Yes. Who's going to win and claim each first round series? Let's go ahead and start with the National League. Okay, you have the number one-seeded Dodgers versus the number eight-seeded Brewers. Ulysses, who you got? Well, this one, uh, you can't be be too bold uh, on the first uh, question, and so I'm not going to go against the the best team in baseball. This is the Dodgers. If we want to make it colorful – Sure, they can make it to, to, to three games, but this is the Dodgers through and through. I'm sorry, Avi Garcia, Eric Sogard, former Rays, but the Dodgers have Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger and Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw. I'm sorry. The Dodgers, by the way, have the best run differential in baseball, plus 137, plus wow. 136, I'm sorry. The Rays, in comparison, plus 60. 
So that right. just goes to show you how dominant the Dodgers <laughs> have been this year. I think it's over in two. Uh, yeah, I think no, no craziness on that one. All right, number four Padres versus number five Cardinals. Well, this is, uh, you know, the Cardinals are basically in the playoffs because of expanded postseason. They never were ahead uh, two games above 500. They never were below two games of 500. So this is a 500 team that suddenly made it to the playoffs because of expanded playoffs. They don't deserve to be here. They're not going to pull a 2006 uh, again out of their hats. It's done. The Padres are a much better team. So much more talented. And... I think at some point the 11 double headers that the Cardinals have played in how many right. days, I think that comes back to bite. Them <laughs> 40 games point. unbelievable. In like 23 games. What they had to do. No. Their offense is atrocious. Like it, it might be one of, if not, if you want to look at all the analytics and everything like that, the worst in baseball. Speaking of that real quickly, uh, the guy who leads the Cardinals in home runs is your boy Brad Miller <laughs> with a high of seven, seven. Wow. Look at that. Seven Let, home runs. That's like two more than Zunino had or three. Yeah, and It's Let's not like they played like, credit. oh, they played, uh, you know, 42 games and they stopped. No, they played what? 58. I mean, they played pretty much the full 60. So yeah. And they uh, played yeah. against the pirates. So don't give Few, me any. Fewest home runs in baseball, fewest doubles in baseball for the Cardinals. Yeah, this one's going to be over Go quickly, home. I think. Yeah. Uh, number three, Cubs versus number six, Miami Marlins. I don't want anybody to call me out on my sentiment, uh, sentimentalism or uh, emotionalism. Uh, I do believe the young arms in Miami are going to pull an upset. Uh, they're just um, – we saw them firsthand. They gave the Rays a tough fight each and every game, and the big – uh, spread in that series was won by by the Marlins. So I, I do think that they're going to make some noise. Those veterans in the clubhouse, they have been in, uh, in this rodeo before. They're going to guide the, the young kids. I'm going to go with the Marlins here. Look, I agree with you 100%. It'll be the Cubs' first time seeing Alcantara, Sixto Sanchez, Pablo Lopez this season. And when the, the, the nasty stuff that they present – and again, the Marlins, I mean, they probably have already faced their toughest hurdle in getting to the playoffs with all their COVID outbreaks and everything, right. having to make 100-plus roster moves and all these crazy free agent signings and um, you know pulling guys up from single A or whatever. So quite frankly, yeah, the Cubs are the three seed. I don't think they're that good. In fact, Thank you. they had the I lowest win total among all six division winners at 36. I think they're, they're just... They, they don't provide any spark to me for whatever yeah. reason. They're in a team that got to be first because the Reds got hot late and uh, the Pirates are awful and yes. the Cardinals were a 500 team. So, like, obviously they rose to the top, but honestly because of their competition, not because of their own merits. Do it for Matty Joyce. Come on. Let's, let's do go. it for the, uh, for the for old our... savvy vet. Mr. Yeah, 36 uh, years old. We're, we're going for our, our past guest on the show, Matt Joyce. Let's go. Yes. Uh, okay. The number two Atlanta Braves versus the number seven seeded Cincinnati Reds. I think you and Melissa are going to be very disappointed in me and, and, oh, and my no. dad as well because he was a big Reds fan um, in the 70s. Um, I'm going to go with the Braves. It's been a cool story by the Reds lately. I think it's not going to be enough to get through that lineup. That Braves lineup is, is basically all-stars. It's dumb. Yes. I, I, it's, it's amazing. So I'm going to go Braves. Do you agree that great pitching 
beats great hitting, though? I, I do think so. I do think okay. so. But uh, and I do think that the Reds have good pitching. Uh, they do have good pitching. This actually no, they don't might just be... have good pitching. They have elite level pitching. I don't wouldn't put elite on elite the level rotation in a three game it, series. It's, so it's a really good. Up. It's uh, it's a re- I think elite goes to the the other Ohio team, the Indians. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Reds is it would be too magical. So I would love to be reverse psychologying this, uh, but I'm gonna go with Braves here. Okay, I am going to go with the upset pick, the Cincinnati Reds. I'm putting my money, maybe literally. On Trevor Bauer, <laughs> Luis Castillo, and or Sonny Gray. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to the American League. We'll make sure we have to have these. I guess the only disagreement we have is the is Braves Reds as far as the, the National League is concerned. Okay, turning to the American League. Before we get to the Blue Jays and Rays, of course, in the next segment. The number four seeded Indians versus the number five seeded New York Yankees. There's a reason why I didn't want the race to face the Indians, and that's the again the elite level pitching series. That that's that's too much pitching in a three game series for I think any team to get through, uh, even the Braves, right? And so I think a reeling Yankee team that finished seven games behind the Rays in the division, only one game above the Jays. I don't think this team is is going to be able to just come out of the woodworks and and suddenly put a uh, twenty on the board against Beaver and company. I'm I'm taking the Indians here. I likewise am taking the Indians, and I go back to my point of the Reds Brave series. Great pitching beats great hitting. Yeah, I'll take uh, Triple Crown winner Shane Bieber and Carlos mm-hmm. Carrasco and Zach Plesac. Look, if this gets to a game three. The Yanks would be forced to turn to Jay Happ or Debbie Garcia against Zach right. Plesak in that uh, Indians bullpen. Also, I'm kind of, I mean, of course, for natural reasons, I don't want the Yankees to win. But as a side thing, if they lose in three games, two games, whatever it is, uh, you don't think they're going to petition Rob Manfred for a five-game, seven-game First round series if playoffs are expanded to sixteen teams. Come on, and they we would got, get we it. Be able to pitch call twice in and a five-seven gamer. Yes, and they would get it. Uh, but you know, the, depends. Uh, I like I like your your idea here. But I, I, all I, all I'm listening is that the Yankees will lose, and that is always good news. Love it. Okay, the number three seeded Twins versus the number six seeded Astros. Bang bang. Um, <laughs> there we look, go. Let it curveball. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a season where their biggest guns in 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 Bregman and Altuve have just not been Bregman and Altuve. They've I just wonder been why two, huh. two completely different. <laughs> They've been completely two different players, and and that basically they they're even under five hundred. They're twenty nine and thirty one. That's how they finish yes. the season. Again, they're just there because of exp- expanded playoffs. This is going to be twins all the way. They're just a better team. And, that, again, that lineup is just scary. I know I'm focusing a lot on, on, on offense here, but uh, that twins lineup, I think, is going to mash against the Astros. You're, you're saving all the pitching talk for the next segment. with the How well Rays, you know me. Correct? How well you know me, buddy. Look, I think this might be the most clear cut, uh, at least in the uh, – you know, I don't want to say that. I, this is very clear cut. I think the Twins run away with this. Aside from the Astros being without Justin Verlander. Right. Or Cole. Or maybe the 
the most valuable player or aspect, trash cans, no longer in the equation. <laughs> I think that You're- makes the difference, quite frankly. And they don't have Jordan Alvarez for the whole, the whole season. I mean, it's just it's not the same team. And I know people are well, they just get in the playoffs and and they can start hitting again. Uh, that I'm not putting my money on that. This is Look, Twins. Quite frankly, like I hate to say this, but I would be more shocked that the Astros beat the Twins than the Blue Jays beat the Rays. Like uh, I'm almost you better to that edit point. this out from the podcast because that's just bad juju on game day. Edit this out, please. I got to leave it in. I got to be honest. I got to be no. forthright. Have oh to gosh. do it. Okay. You all heard it from his mouth, not mine. Yes, that is true. Send all complaints to at Zambrano Ulysses on Twitter. <laughs> he will uh, field those calls and DMs. Uh, okay, the <laughs> final one before we uh, get to the Blue Jays Rays series. The number two seeded Athletics versus the number seven seeded White Sox. This one was the most difficult one for me. It took a lot of brain power because I do like the money ball. I do like the A's. And I, and I think an ALCS matchup between the A's and the Rays would actually make baseball better. And you would definitely guarantee yourself a stat cast uh, <laughs> uh, show broadcasted with, with, for that ALCS. However, I again, I'm focused on, on, on the lineups. And the White Sox just have a very... Very scary lineup. And when you look at their rotation, Giolito and, and Keiko, that's a good one to punch mm-hmm. in a short series. When you look at the A's, yeah, they, they have a good team. But besides Chris Bassett, anybody else is just having a so-so season. Manaya, Fires, um, it's just a, a Lizardo. Like they're right. just being – they're all four in the rotation. They're pitching like fours and fives. And you're, you're going to need more than that. You know, this is the seeds are a little bit of a misnomer because the White Sox only have a one game difference in the regular season between the athletics. And you could argue they had a tougher road in that AL Central. And I know that the A's had just recently lost A.J. Puck and Matt Chapman. Again, I agree with you. I think the White Sox offense too much firepower in the pitching, I think, is close enough. It's about near equal. But the White Sox offense just pushes them so far over the edge. I think like I really, and again, just for the, the aspect of I'm really, I, I think the White Sox would be good for baseball, seeing them move on with those young, exciting stars. Like people, quite frankly, I think would rather watch the White Sox and uh, the DS or the CS or whatever it may be. And when's the last time the athletic athletics, like got out of the wild card or or, uh, like they're, they just can't get over the hump. Johnny Damon was in <laughs> in their God. in their team Giambi. So uh, Brad Pitt was their general manager, I believe. Uh, that's yes. how long it's been. Uh, and no, look, it's going to be uh, White Sox, I think. And look, if people are tuning into this podcast because they expect to to hear part in the interruption and uh, you know all that all that's disagreeing and, and angry at each other's takes, uh, that's not here. We literally disagreed on only one. So we are very agreeable, and I hope that people don't hate us for that. Yes, circle that one. The uh, Reds uh, series. Braves, yeah. Yes, Reds and Braves. I already forgot about the Braves because I've, I've, I'm so focused <laughs> on the Reds moving on and advancing uh, going forward. Okay, coming up next, we'll look at the series that matters most to us and probably you guys as well. The Tampa Bay Rays versus the Toronto slash Buffalo Blue Jays. We'll discuss that. But first, we've got to tell you about rockauto.com. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make sense. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, it is time for the series that matters. The Tampa Bay Rays hosting the Toronto Blue Jays for a best of three series. We hope it only takes two. Right. Uh, So I just want to ask you flat out. Okay. How do you see this series shaking out? Everything that's been aligned, it looks like all the pitching matchups are set and everything like that. So I'm going to go right to the meat of the content and get your thoughts on this thing. I think the Rays have enough to to finish it in two, especially because of, of the pitching matchups with Snell and Glass now. But I am worried about the trickery that's happening in that uh, Blue Jays clubhouse with Charlie Montoyo switching uh, Shoemaker to game one because – from the outside looking in, you might be like, why are they not starting with their ace? That's stupid. I think it's brilliant. And, I agree. And it, I think it's uh, really a, a good game and, uh, games, what, what's gamesmanship. The word? Yeah. Gamesmanship. Um, it's, it's great because if you squeeze by a game one victory, then you have your ace to put down the, the hammer on game two. It's kind of scary. Uh, to have Shoemaker maybe have a good two, three uh, innings, then they could go to their bullpen, and that bullpen has Tampa's own Nate Pearson, who the Rays haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that gives you three more innings. So now you're in the seventh inning, and you're scratching your head and be like, okay, well, we need to score some runs because we need to win this one. So it's – it's and they always – I think you said eight out of their ten games – were decided by two runs or less. Right. It's, it's so it's it's tough. That's what if they hit against them, hey, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if but if it begins to be a, a a close match, two three innings in, and Shoemaker's on on point, like we have seen him be on point, then it become becomes a little scary. That's a great point you made, and I do love the move by Montoyo to put Shoemaker out there in Game One. Here, I'm going to throw this out there. I think Nate Pearson is their ace in the hole in this game one if it's close, if it's 1-1, 2-2, something like that. Like They can go to, okay, we're going to throw in the guy that, you know, it's he's our David Price, our rookie David mm-hmm. Price sort of a thing. Yeah, he throws 101 
It has multiple breaking balls that he can command. I, I like it from the perspective of, so say the Blue Jays went out with Ryu in game one and you lose game one, that's your death knell. It's like, well, how do we face Glass now? Exactly. And maybe Morton after that. We don't have anything. That, that was our best guy. We don't have anything. But if you, yeah. can, if you can pull that game one out, you have all the momentum after that. And hey, you lose game one, you still got game two. All right, we got Ryu back. We're, we're good. It, and you win game two. Game three is a toss-up. It's kind of, a, a, of an opening starter, uh, yeah. opening bulk strategy. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, if, if they get hit in the beginning, well, we still got eight more innings to go. Right. Uh, so uh, good good for Charlie for thinking about outside the box. But let's focus on why the Rays are going to be winning this game. And I think it's because of Blake Snell. I think he's going to be nasty. And I, I think he's going to love the fact that he has 100-plus pitches on that left arm mm-hmm. that he can just – empty the tank he's not going to be babied it's not going to be a a 40 pitch outing because he's coming back from injury it's go time this is the playoffs now i don't think that that leash is going to be short at all um look his his numbers at the trop have been great um in his career but in in this season as well so but if i am worried about one thing with Blake is the walks in eight innings fewer than he pitched on the road. He had two more walks. So that whip at home is at 133 instead of uh, in the road at 110. So that's the thing. If, if that's a key, if you're listening and we're going to watch the game, look for Blake Snell and how he's doing against the walks. If the walks are high, hold on to your seats, maybe get an adult beverage going. Uh, but if it's a, a Blake Snell that he's locating that high fastball arm side where he's going inside to, to right-handed hitters um, with that slider, that's, that, that's great. That curveball is acting not just putting in the dirt but actually locating mm-hmm. it for a strike. Then you're going to see prime Blake Snell. And I think that's the one that, that's going to come out. It's his first game one start yes. for a playoff. It's going to be great. The guy who said playing in 2020 just wasn't worth it, was scared of the Rona and everything like that. He has utterly surprised me with how he has pitched this year. I know there's been some outings where, okay, you know, the, the pitch counts and, you know, having, you know, 35 pitch innings and things like that. But on the whole, his numbers, he's been impressive. I thought it was going to be a disastrous season for him. Um, you know, I think... Of course, I'm picking the Rays to win. And there's three or four bullet points I've got on this. Okay. Okay. The first one is, and you mentioned Snell, and that's a great point. Okay. We can look at the numbers and say, yes, the Rays took six out of 10 from the Blue Jays, but they were outscored by the Blue Jays 48 44. Mm-hmm. We have to keep in mind and remember that many of these games against the Blue Jays were played very early in the season when Charlie Morton wasn't stretched out. He was throwing 91. Blake Snell was throwing, you know, two innings of pop. And right. the Rays were relying on who? Trevor Richards for bulk innings at times. I don't think we're going to see no Trevor Richards in this Blue Jays series. So I think this, is a, this is a different ball club, at least pitching-wise. And I know, you know, you can throw in the injuries and everything like that. But... They're ready. They they are. You're you're seeing Glass now at the top of his game. Snell arguably getting there. Morton much better than he was when he first started out the season. We're seeing 96 again 
and we're yeah. seeing devastating breaking balls. That's a good sign. These are different guys than they were in late July and early August. The second thing is, you know, people haven't really talked about this, and I don't think we've talked about it enough. Um, and we know what the Rays have been built on, pitching and defense. Defense. Right. You know, we can hammer on Willie Adamas. We can hammer on some guys. We can hammer on KK. Maybe has he lost a step? We don't know. But if you want to look at the, the numbers and the analytics, the Rays have the highest defensive fielding mark according to fan graphs. The Blue Jays, contrastly, 22nd in baseball. Put another way, the Rays have 34 defensive runs saved this year. The Blue Jays, negative 39 defensive runs saved. They make mistakes, and we've seen that. We've seen that a lot this year and in they, past years. They gave the Rays a victory with their their shoddy uh, fielding. I believe it was Teoscar Hernandez fielding a ball not non allowing, um, I believe it was Austin Meadows who scored on that play in, in the in ninth inning, and, and then they ended up winning in the in extra innings. So, yes, the defense has gotten better for the race, and, and it has been noticeable, but Bo Bichette yesterday said they do the little things right. He said other things, too, right. but the one I'm going to focus on is he said they do the little things right. That's what people mean when they do the little things right is that they don't make stupid mistakes because you, you, you can get by with a mistake here and there uh, because of the play or whatever, but the mental mistakes, the ones that are conceptual mistakes, those can hurt you, and those hurt you worse than just a, an ability uh, you know, mistake. So an unforced error, and they just make too many of them. Yeah, and we've seen that from Bo Bichette, too, where it's like it's a routine hopper, ground ball, and he just eats it. He has to eat it. And, you know, I've seen some Vlad Guerrero Jr. at first base. He is not – he's still not comfortable there. I don't know if he's going to be comfortable anywhere in the field. He's, you know, future DH in the making. But you know how we kind of respect G-Man Choi for digging those low throws? Vlad Guerrero has a very, very tough time with that, even just fielding – what seems like routine ground balls down the line. He has trouble with that. So I could definitely see maybe the Rays implement a couple of bunt plays, try to bunt for hit, swinging singles, uh, you know, infield singles. I, I could see a lot of that sort of stuff in this game that could put them Should over be the a, edge. A lefty lineup, right? Yeah. With Shoemaker starting. But again, you never know with Charlie. Then he pulls Shoemaker after an inning. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, can you I say this know. about, yes, Charlie Montoyo, he, I think he's, Coming into his own as a manager, he, of course, is a baseball lifer and has a ton of experience and has learned the Rays way. But let's not mistake, the Rays are still the Rays. They are still the original innovators. Like, you can have guys leave and and take some bits and pieces. You can't take the The entire organization. Yeah, you can't. Exactly. You can't take everything away from from the organization. You can take pieces here and there. Yeah, you're right. It's like Alabama football. Like, Everybody wants to hire the offensive and defensive coordinators and position coaches from Nick Saban trying to replicate what Nick Saban does. There's only one Nick Saban, and he does it the best. So we have to, I think, you know, yeah, you can hire Rocco Baldelli. You can hire all these different guys, Dave Martin. And, of course, it's worked out for for them as well. But the Rays are still, you know, they're the OGs, if you will, I guess, (laughs) with that. 
what what kind of score do you see uh, ahead of this game? Let's hang uh, on. Let's, let me get it. Let me let me throw in a Ooh. couple more arguments here for the Rays. Ooh, okay. 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 Uh, third of all, I think they're tuned up for playoff pitching. They in the last yeah. week they beat Jacob Degrom, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Each of those teams were playing for something as well. I think that's meaningful. And just again to kind of tie it all in, the Rays have clearly a better rotation. Clearly a better bullpen. Yes. And they're stronger up the middle. I think stronger yeah. defensively up the middle. And I think it's little things like that 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 definitely makes the difference. So that's true. You were saying score prediction for this score game. Score prediction. One. What what do you think? Uh, first of all, total runs. Over or under seven. Okay, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get some some uh, bet information here, some betting information. Just, just you know, I'm a little insider trading, if you will. Hey, okay, whatever. Um, total runs scored. Over I'm or under to, seven. I'm going to say over seven. I, I think it's eight. I'm going to put it at eight exactly. Wow. Okay. And score prediction. Five three raise. It's a good safe bet. I'm going a little bit less than you. I'm going under seven. I'm going 4-2 race win. Pitcher's duel, sort of. Sort of. Under three hours? No. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a, a 5 p.m. start. We're, we're not going to go uh, uh, see that, that victory until maybe probably 9 p.m. Oh, boy. And we're going to see, uh, yeah, probably, you know, it's going to be like a football a game changes, a lot of pitching changes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the quickies. And Blake Snell, does he kind of, <laughs> he sort of can take his time at times. He's, he's not quite as quick as Josh Fleming is, although I don't know yeah. if anybody is as quick as Josh Fleming is. Uh, real quickly, uh, we did get a question uh, via email from Melissa Herrera. She was asking about runners in scoring position. Um, she had seemed oh. to think that the Rays have struggled with runners in scoring position against the Two Blue people. Jays this season. Her and Ben Rosa did too. Yeah. Okay. okay. So people are noticing this. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I could not find the numbers exactly on how the Rays have done against the Jays specifically on RISP. I will say that the Blue Jays are a slightly better team with runners in scoring position. They've got a 766 OPS compared to the Rays. 753 OPS, but I could not, uh, I did not have enough time to dig through the numbers, if you will. That's, that's for an off day. I, I, yeah. I told Ben that uh, on an off day, we will get real messy with, with the RISP numbers. Yeah. Maybe after a raise victory early in this week, we'll have time to, to prep uh, a little information on that. Well, I can tell you if Zanino's, you know, base is loaded and, you know, one out or whatever, you know, the, the, the RISP numbers aren't going to look so hot. So really, we can just look at this game and see how they do with yeah. RISP and uh, get go. back to you with uh, an update Are you pumped? on that. I'm very Are you pumped. pumped. I am Let's excited. Go. Let's go. Everybody, yell in your car, yell in your living room, yell everywhere you are. I don't, I don't know if you're at home or just grab a pillow and yell. Let's go. Are you going to do the, you're going to watch the game on mute, listen to the radio broadcast, or are you going to give the TV guys a shot to prove you wrong or, or to them, impress you? I'll give them a couple innings. Okay. First two innings. Uh, and, and that's it. Uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm not really liking what they're saying, I'm going to go Dave and Andy. Okay. It's uh, Rich Waltz and Jimmy Rollins. 
So, Ugh, so he's going to be like, well, I beat the Rays in 2008. And uh, no, gross. No. Oh, man. Already no. making judgments. Let's hear them first. Let's hear them out. Let's hear what they have to say. <laughs> give okay, them a chance. Okay. I will All right. I'll give the, them a chance. I will listen to the, again, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. I will be listening to the whole thing and watching the whole thing. And I will give you, I can give you my full report and uh, analysis on how they do and how much, uh, you know, they probably talk about the Blue Jays and, and how little they talk about the Rays, perhaps. All right. Uh, remember, if you're interested in more of this type of content, be sure to check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. There's multiple member tiers. And if you're just looking to support what we're doing, you don't necessarily want to be a member. I believe there's also an option where you can just donate a certain amount. Maybe you want to throw us a buck, two, three, so on and so forth. We would gladly... Uh, take that charity, if you will. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now to your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.